Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including OK, KO, Let's Be Heroes, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Steve Zeck. Yo! Uh, we'll be discussing the first 14 episodes of the new Cartoon Network series, OK, KO, Let's Be Heroes, and that does include four episodes that have not premiered on television yet, but are currently available on Cartoon Network's app if you want to go look for them. We'll go into our initial reactions to the show, things and characters that have stood out, favorite episodes, and where we think this show could be headed. But first, let's just lay out a little background for the show. This is uh, the child of Ian Jones-Corte, who is a, an alum of Adventure Time and Steven Universe. So if you listen to our podcast on those shows, you'll have heard his name before. He presented the pilot for this project way back in 2013, which was coincidentally the same time Steven Universe had its pilot presented and picked up immediately. So he started working with Rebecca Sugar on Steven Universe while this project was quiet for a while until around 2016 when we got a mobile game for the, sh for the show and finally was officially greenlit earlier this year and just premiered on August 1st with, with uh, Cartoon Network presenting what appears to be a month-long bomb of new episodes. Uh, I was only recently made aware of the project uh, rather recently when they made the official green light. But uh, Steve, did you have any hype for this going into it? Eh... Not much hype. I, I heard about it. I just didn't know when it was going to come out. Um, I just It just came out of nowhere that the first six episodes were put up on the app. I saw the episodes. I liked them. Um, yeah, you feel Steven Universe influence in there for sure. But the show almost reminds me of the most, though, is an anime called uh, My Hero Academia. I don't know if you heard of that. I've heard of it. I, I'm yeah. not really attuned to the plot, but but it do, it does seem very influenced by anime, just like in the faces and like the style of animation. It does feel that way, and I agree with you that it does feel like Steven Universe, particularly like the early parts where it's just a lot of uh, goofy fun right now. Uh, I would also compare it to early Adventure Time because at least early Steven Universe, it did give you some sense of like plot elements that would be treated later in the future, whereas like early Adventure Time, it really was just all over the place. And I think OK KO leans closer to that side. We haven't really gotten a sense of any overarching plot themes go going on, but it's just really fun. It's got lots of good puns, good, good humor all around. And it's just a, a very a light show, I think, so far would be yeah. the best way to call it. Yeah, very light show. I do think it's just an overarching plot with like a like a villain, I don't think a boxman is that villain. He's <laughs> he's not more like a Ice King or and while someone else might be the uh, what's that guy's name in Adventure Time? Forget his name. You know. No, uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah. all the uh, like also um, Star versus the Forces of Evil. He seems like an early Ludo. Like yeah, he, he he's supposed to be the villain, but he he's very goofy, and you don't really take him that seriously. <laughs> but, but he serves as the conflict, so it works for now. But if yeah. we get deeper into the show and it's still with him, then you're going to start seeing problems unless you introduce a bigger villain like Adventure Time and Star vs. the Force yeah. of Evil did, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, though I was floored, though I was floored, though, that he's voiced by the great Jim Cummings, man. That was a tremendous get for them to get because he's a legend in voice acting. Definitely, and I think the voice acting, uh, like the background of this is very impressive. The voice acting is pretty good all around. I'd say the music is probably pretty good. It's very jaunty, like it goes perfectly with the action scenes that they use. And and the animation, I think, works because uh, even though off-model is often a complaint in other shows, 
Here, I think it works just because of how off the wall this entire show is. So I think like the little details, this show works perfectly. In the big picture, we have some stuff to work on, but it definitely has those small details down pat, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now let's go maybe more specifically into the content of the show, like the characters, for example. Who would you say is like a, a standout or one that you en enjoy the most when they come on screen? Oh, I guess so many. Oh, uh, well, at first I would say um, Boxman himself oh, early yeah. on. But um, now, though, my favorite is Dendi. I just <laughs> love Dendi. And she's my new fave. She, she, she's like uh, she's like if Pearl and Paradise had a child. She's it, like, yeah. Exactly. I chose her too. Just her appearances are like the fun, the funniest, I think, and she works with Ko so so perfectly. And even she only she's only had one standalone episode so far, and one where she appeared as a side character. But they were both electric to me. So yeah, I think she, it's surprising that for us, the side character is the one that stands out the most to us so far. What would you say about the main trio of uh, Ko, Enid, and Rad? What what impression do you get of how they work with each other, how they serve as actual main characters? Oh, my impression though I get is uh, the relationship Ko has with these two is pretty much he looks up to him like his like older siblings. I especially get I get that vibe. I got especially like like episodes like when Rad is trying to impress. Ko like you know like a big brother trying to show off to his little bro, and you know, and uh, Eden she's like the she's like the the smart like oldest sister that kind of knows what's best for everyone, and also kind of a slacker which I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Enid really speaks to me too. Just laid back, uh, that doesn't really care about anything, you know. <laughs> Very similar to, like, say, Lapis or early Marceline, maybe. Yeah, if I if I could just go back to Dendi for a second. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> no comparison I want to make to her, though. She's a more likable, in my opinion, Lisa Lau, too. From the Loud House. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, but anyway, back to the trio. Uh -huh. um, yeah, that's a dynamic. Um, it's not quite... It's not quite Finn and Jake, nor Steven in the Crystal Gems. It's its own thing. Yeah, it's well, the thing is, it's a very re retail dynamic, which you see a lot in like live-action sitcoms, but I don't think it's really been treated in animation lately. <laughs> Just like having three, three guys hang around a grocery store. And like as someone who used to work in retail, I, I can appreciate that dynamic. Uh, Enid and K.O. Are, are really fun to me. Rad, uh, I, I haven't quite warmed up to yet. It just feels like too stereotypical bro who has a soft side. Like, it feels like that character has appeared way too often <laughs> lately. Like, it, it's probably a good subversion, but it just it feels like it's been used too often. So, Rad, I haven't gotten into, but Enid and K KO, episodes that are just them, I, I particularly enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Any, any other characters you want to talk about? Um, well, we also have the side villains, so we, we've already talked a little about, a little oh, about Lord Botsman, but we also have his children. What, wait, uh, what, should we also talk about, um, Gar and Carol? Um, yeah, yeah, we can talk about them. I, I, I like Carol a lot, personally. Yeah, yeah. she, yeah, she reminds me of, a little bit of Barb from Steven Universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I wonder if that's intentional because he's saying like people working on the two shows. No, and definitely forgive us if we're making too many Steven Universe comparisons, but a lot of these characters are similar. Because also you'll have the inevitable KO looks like Ruby comparisons. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, even from like the first part where you just see Carol and uh, and Mr. Gar interacting, Mr. Gar freezes up. Like it, it does make you a little interested in their backstory, and they've been hinting yeah. at that, although they haven't gone full in yet. But yeah. that, that's at least a little plot thread that we can uh, look forward to. I wasn't sure at first though what Gar's deal with Carol was. I wasn't sure if he was afraid of her or he had like like a crush on her. It wasn't clear like the first appearance, but later episode it's just kind of clear what's going on there. Yeah, at, le- at least in the past you can figure <laughs> so- something was going on between them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, before we move into the actual episodes, just one thing while we're sticking on characters. Uh, One notable thing that people have noticed is K.O.'s voice. Because uh, like half of the episodes, uh, he's voiced by Courtney Taylor and half voiced by Stephanie Nadolny. Like personally, I haven't seen that very often in Western animation. I don't know if that's common in animes that they switch voice actors. Not really, but... No. What do you think about that? Like, can you tell the difference? I don't know. Um... Actually, no. It's common in anime dubs, but not in the original Japanese. But um, I don't know why why they're doing that though. Like, like who's like the first one? Who's like voice? Who's gonna be the permanent KO when, when we get to like all the episodes later on? Is it? Gonna, are you gonna keep doing this rotating? Yeah, I don't know, but like at least to me, like I per- like I look through the episodes and I prefer the ones where voiced by Courtney Taylor. I believe Steph uh, Nadolny is the one with more voice acting experience, as far as I know. So just, uh, uh, yeah, I can't really figure out the strategy here, but it, it was definitely jarring when you're watching them back-to-back. It, you can notice the differences a lot more than maybe if you just watch one episode, leave, and watch the next episode of next week. It might work like that, but in this bomb format that they're using, it, it's a lot more noticeable. Oh, oh speaking of rotating, um, do you uh, want to talk about the side, side villains or not? So, um, sorry. Well, well, are there any interesting ones to you? Well... I like like well, Shannon's the one I kind of like the most. I mean, she's voiced by one of my favorite voice actresses in the world, Kari Walgreen, man. And between and she, and also like she's Kari Walgreen voices Shannon, and of course, um, Dendy's voiced by Melissa Fawn, two alums of one of my favorite enemies of all time, Fully Cooley. All we need now is Stephanie Shea to be in an episode, and then we got like all the girls from Fully Cooley in this show. <laughs> Yes, the anime roots are strong with this one. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure, like, Shannon is one of Dylan's favorite characters. I'm sure she is that type of Dylan type of character he would love. <laughs> um, but one thing you do know about them, though, they're, they're robots. They're not human, so you can, like, kill them off one episode and then come back the next episode with, with like, the whole memories reset. Like, for example, that, that last one of the uh, ones that came on the app... Um, um, that episode, by the end, Shannon develops like a sort of like a fear of coffee. But if we see her again in a future episode, we could just assume maybe it's a different Shannon. So she won't have those memories of being afraid of coffee. Yeah, you have to wonder how, how they're going to work. Like, if the robots can keep getting rebuilt, then there's no real tension there. Obviously, if this is going to be an episodic show, that doesn't really matter. But if you want us to care about the villains, then it's uh, not the best that they can just come back totally renewed. 
I wonder though, it's sort of like a is they doing this intentionally like a parody of something? Is they going for some some big punchline joke down the line? Well, like right now, it feels like a Saturday morning cartoon, right? And maybe that's the aim. That is just something that you can sit down at whatever time you want, and you get a you get to laugh for eleven minutes, and then the next episode you watch, it doesn't matter what order you watch it in, and mm-hmm. you get the same results. So m- maybe that's the aim. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. There's no. Yeah, there's no real like uh, you can watch any order. There's no real change except for um, Danny's introduction. That's the only real like change as far as I I I see. Right. Also, at the same time, like okay, uh, I mean Ko isn't really affected by like an episode at before Dendy's introduction is about the same as OK's personality yeah. after yeah. Dendy. So yeah, but but you can't watch it like the uh, later episode when she's in it. Before the episode when she's introduced, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, so and we'll talk a little bit about the future of the show later on. But now let's move on to like our favorite episodes. Uh, obviously, there are 14, so we won't go through each one of them. But we can do two or three. Maybe uh, I, you can say one, and then I say one, and we chime in if we end up sharing an episode. So okay. So first, what 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 episode stood out to you? Okay, well, I'm gonna start with you, Miss. Um, let me see. My first episode really stood up to me is um, we messed up, and that's when we really got a little bit learned a little more about Mister Gar. I thought that was interesting. Um, we see what kind of like a relationship him and Carol had in the past. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, the the, the random like noir noirish flashback at the at the end was a little out of place, but uh, I found it pretty pretty funny. Uh, also, there's like uh, a couple of gags in distracting Mr. Gar. Like one that I remember is like the cheapskate who's reading magazines in the store. I- I- I'm totally that guy, guilty as charged. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that one was pretty good. Um, I-, I I went with one a bit earlier. Let's be friends. So that's the second episode, and that's actually like I think that's Lord Botsman's best episode so far. Like it's pretty silly. Like oh, I hate friendship and all. But also when he captures Ko, the whole manipulation of like, oh, that you see they're coming because they they hate, hate that you've distracted them from your work and they don't want to be your friends and all that. Like I think that actually that was a good use of Botsman. Like not he's not intimidating in his actions, but at least in his words he can be a good villain. And there is where Jim Cummings comes into effect. His voice gives it a lot more gravitas. Uh, I remember, yeah, I remember how floored I was when I heard that voice. I'm like, "Oh my god, holy crap, Jim Cummings!" I'm like, "Oh my god, did not expect that." Yeah, it, it does come like you. That's a voice that you know because you've heard in so many other shows, and it just it helps a lot when you're trying to introduce a villain that has almost no background. Mm-hmm. So, what what other episode comes out to you? Okay, let's see what other ones. Um. How about um, I'll save the other one for last. Your level one hundred. Mm-hmm. That was I I, I I think that's sort of a take on power levels, like in Dragon Ball Z. If I don't know if you ever seen that show, but I'm aware of the concept of power levels. Yeah, and it's interesting that seems to be like the introduction, like mention it offhandedly in other episodes. But do you think that that's going to end up being something important in this show, or just something that they refer to whenever they need it? Uh, oh, it could be important. I mean, the wiki just give us the power levels of these characters, so I don't know. I just thought I was just funny. I just thought it was fun. Eleven minutes. Uh huh. 
I don't overthink it, right? Like you said, there's no like overacting plot so far. It just seems like this all be like episodic series so far. So uh-huh. I want, one thing I like about episodic shows, you can just enjoy them. You don't have to overthink it. Right. You don't have to do right. homework. Uh, I do. I do like just the idea of like uh, the new robot is just a mega Daryl, just Daryl but bigger. <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, s- simple but effective. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, my second episode, presenting Joe Kappa, which is one of the app-only episodes. Um, I'm a sucker for puns, and that was just a pun-filled <laughs> episode. And then at the at the end, like the whole thing is word comedy is stupid. And then at the end, you put Rad in a whole Looney Tunes sequence of falling in a garbage can down a waterfall, and uh, um, Enid ending with "Now that's comedy," like uh, Animaniacs. Uh, sla- that was yeah. like Slappy Squirrels <laughs> catchphrase. Yeah. So I like that entire episode because that's like the epitome of what this show might be aiming for. Just like pure humor across the board. Nothing really that serious. And like that one really landed with me. Oh, uh, well, yeah, Joe Kappa. He's, reminds me a little, he's like a character you might see in Adventure Time. But, you know, he reminds me, though, he kind of reminds me a little bit of more of Krusty the Clown. <laughs> yeah, just wa- washed up, uh, just ha- yeah. hanging around lo- local comedy mic stores. Uh, yeah, and uh, what what would be your final one that you want to highlight here? Well, well, no surprise, I am Dendi. Same, <laughs> I was saving that for last too. <laughs> yeah, I just love Dendi, man. I don't know how quickly she just came on my favorites list. I don't know, and, and, and not only because I know her voice actress and I'm a big fan of hers, voice actress who, who again also like like the voice of Lisa Loud also is a Digimon alumnus too. But that's another story. But yeah, but I. I I kind of liked her. I saw her in one of the minisodes, so I'm already familiar with her. But what I like, though, it's just interesting because she seemed like first, like, someone who you think could be, like, an, might be like an alien who's trying to learn about human culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what, yeah. I don't know. And, and that's what definitely where the Paradox comparisons come in, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Paradox, yeah. But also, I'm thinking, like, a, a lot of, like, anime movies I've seen, like, with these robot people SFC remind me of and and you know I just uh I, I I'm just so I'm waiting for, for the day though Dendi actually gets to meet like one of Boxman's robots or her to have like have interaction with one of them uh-huh <laughs> with a Daryl or Shannon or what's the new guy's name Raymond yeah or, yeah I think Raymond or Raymond or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, by the way, have you seen any of the Minnesotas that had this? Uh, I haven't gotten around to them. Oh, but... yeah, see, they had this funny little music video thing with Team Boxman. It's really hilarious. Uh, but... <laughs> no, and, and that's the cool thing about the show too. It does have a lot of like peripheral media. It's got the video game. It's got these Minnesotas. So like, it does seem like they're going all out with this show yeah. on Cartoon Network. Yeah. And Dendi, though, she is precious. She yeah. must be protected. Yeah, I, I also just love her interaction with Ko. Uh, I'm really glad that like they make Ko understand Dendi despite her language. Like it's often a, a trope where like they use big words and, and the per- other person's like what, but like Ko like struggles, but like he ends up getting the gist. So I, I do like that that little detail. Also, just them playing tag is just so cute. <laughs> and what about the part she did that enemy pose, that enemy little? That was uh, that is when she won me over completely. <laughs> yeah, just Dendi all, all around great character. Want to see more of her? Yeah, she's she's only been in two episodes so far. I know. I mean, 
<laughs> you need more Dendi. F- final important question: Do you ship it? <laughs> Ko and Dendi. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe in the future, but not at this time. They're too young right now. I'm just okay. Okay, too early. And I, I got sure you. I'm not even sure of their age difference, though. Uh, Dendi seems to be me a couple younger than Ko. Seems maybe, to me. Although they did say that they were in school together. That they, uh, yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. I may, but he might have skipped a few grades because he seems smart enough to do that. True, true. <laughs> also a possibility. <laughs> well, either way, though, I just want them to be, to be, like, be like best friends at the very least, and what, maybe something happens in the future. So be it. Um, Kale doesn't seem like he's interested in like, in like girls or really any like in romance at all. Period. For now, but. You never know. I feel like if a girl takes interest in Ko, might we see a jealous side of Dendi? I'm wondering. I know Melissa Funk could pull that off if you seeing fully coolie. She could definitely pull that off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, the age thing is probably <laughs> a barrier here. But um, yeah. So uh, talking about the future, let's just wrap up here. Do you? What do you hope the show does in the future? Like, are you? Do you think that the show can last just this way episodically, just like you know, basic humor, or do you think that an overarching plot would help you to stick around? Well, overarching plot's good, but what I see maybe is what the uh, a show like My Little Pony Friendship in Magic does, which is they have overarching plots like only like twice a season or maybe like in the beginning of the season the end of the season in the middle is all like episodic slice of life that's probably what i would like to see here i don't like this the show to become like taken over by plot i kind of want it to be mostly normally an episodic show but with a big overarching plot once in a while at the season like every like season finale or season premieres Mm mm-hmm yeah. Interesting. Like uh, at least for me, like all the shows that I like, uh, animated wise, do have some form of plot. So like this is, is something that I'll probably keep along because the humor is pretty good. But I, I am a little worried that like I might start falling off if it doesn't introduce something that like keep, keeps me hooked in. But like right now, it's very enjoyable, and I, I can last a while. Like if we lasted through all, a lot of the early Steven Universe, a lot of early Adventure Time, you know that some shows take a long time to get their footing before they can introduce that kind of stuff. So I'm willing to wait, and I hope that the show get uh, stays at least at this level of humor if it's going to stay at this direction. Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you what. The girls of this show are what's going to get me to stick around for for a while. The Dendys, the Shannons, and, of course, you know, the Eden. Did I say Eden? Uh, Enid, I think it is. Yeah, Eden, yeah. And maybe even Carol. I liked her, too. And, and a Chaos... He's enough of a character I like. He's he's not complete. not complete Finn or Steven clone. He's different enough that I guess I could stick with it for a bit. But I, yeah, I do want a plot. I do want a plot like at end of the season. I want. I, I I would like to see maybe some development with with Boxman because I just got a feeling, man. There's a he's a little bit of an ever needed Scrooge vibe to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are definitely things you could do with Boxman to make him a little more interesting. Uh, Maybe a backstory episode to uh, see how we got this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll both keep following the show then, and uh, and here on Overly Animated, you can keep an eye out for regular recaps uh, of the show on the podcast, as we'll see how this show continues to develop. Um, you can find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can consider supporting us via via Patreon at patreon.com/overlyanimated. 
We want to give a huge thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Katrin, a.k.a. Patron Katrin. And thanks, as always, to our patron, Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Andy, and yours truly. Uh, you can find Steve on our ongoing Little Witch Academia podcast. Oh. Uh, did, hopefully you're still going on with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for the plug. Um, uh, also, yeah, yeah, and also on OverTheAnimated.com, you're a contributor to our general anime division. You do regular recaps, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I do. Well, not regular. Like season much, recaps. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't do like, articles much much as you do. Um, I just do them when I can. Yeah, uh, and uh, you can find me on Assorted Podcast as well, as well as, as Steve mentioned, my weekly Last Week in Animation roundup on OverlyAnimated.com. So uh, thank you for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Adios. Bye-bye. <laughs>